dancers! Welcome back to Dance Colleges and Careers. I'm Brittany, your host, and I'm a professional dancer and educator out of the vibrant city of Orlando. Before we dive in, let me remind you to hit that subscribe button so you never hiss a beat. Hiss a beat, so you never miss a beat. Today we have a special guest who is one of my old friends. Her name is Megan Tatum, coming all the way from Richmond, Virginia. Megan and I go way back. We met at a summer intensive in 2009 at the University of North Carolina School of the Arts. Wow. That's a mouthful. Megan is not just a fellow dancer, but a college journey trailblazer. She started with the intentions of of pre-med, and she ended up switching to some new integrative, I don't really know what it is, so let's learn about it, some new integrative major along the way. And that's how she was able to incorporate her love for science and kinesiology of the body. So let's welcome a blast from the past, Megan Tatum from Richmond, Virginia. Megan has a really interesting background because she did not go to college for dance. She initially went for PT. Is that right? Yeah, I initially actually started as pre-med. Was not planning on dancing ever again. Like shifted it around a little bit as I tell us about that. Give you some background. It's definitely it's very strange. And I saw that, okay, I made this choice of college and it's going to really limit my ability to perform. Um, so I'm gonna have fun doing it maybe on the side as an extracurricular in college, and then I'll never dance again. That was the plan. Before that, I actually went to a performing arts high school. We were a magnet school, which was funded by the county, which was great. So none of us had to pay anything, but you had to apply to get in. So I was, I went there and did their dance track, which was heavily focused on modern dance, choreography, and performance. So when I met Brittany, actually, at UNCSA, I was the ballet major because I was like, I get modern at school. I want to do ballet for the summer. So <laughs> yeah. that's what I picked. And then, actually, I applied to 13 colleges. Okay. Which is... But too many. <laughs> I think I applied to 13 colleges as well. Really? Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. You agreed. You the many. crazy as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. I, I was just indecisive. Okay. Yeah. But you mm-hmm. And that was the thing too. My, my mom's a nurse. My dad's a banker. Very practical. And in their mind, they were like, okay, we're going to apply to the academic schools. And then we'll apply to the dance schools. And then some that kind of have both, but they were hoping I would go to a more academic school, which is where I ended up. I had gotten a scholarship to a really great ballet program. And then we decided at the last minute, no, not going there. Hmm. So I went to leave. Why, why did you decide not to go there? I really wanted to double major. I okay. knew that I had gotten really great grades in, in high school and I mm-hmm. wanted to do dance plus something. The college, if it's okay to say it on here, it's it was Mercyhurst College, which is in oh, Pennsylvania. That's the one yeah. you turned down? It is. It's a great school. I did an interview program. there too. They have I have an episode coming out soon from Mercyhurst. Yeah. Yes. And and also for any dancers coming up, truly, I left that audition in tears. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not good enough. I will not get into this school. Aww. And I found out a week later I got a scholarship which was amazing. So no matter how you think your college auditions go, just keep persevering because truly that was proof. It's all going to be okay. Yeah. I I was thinking at the time, like maybe I'll do a dance major and I want to do something science related, Mm -hmm. but it was completely impossible at Mercyhurst. Just, it wouldn't work with the schedule because you had to be in so many dance classes. So I could do, they were like, you could do a minor, maybe like a Spanish minor because I was interested in that at the time too. But then in the end, I got into William & Mary. It's a really rigorous academic school in Williamsburg, Virginia. 
for any of you dancers out there that have maybe heard of it, Bush Gardens, Williamsburg is yeah. also in the same town, like 10 minutes away, which I did not think about at the time, but that ended up being my first professional performing job. Like I still have friends today from that contract that taught me so much. I have I, a lot of friends who worked at Bush Gardens yeah, too. So we have a lot of mutual crazy. friends in our yeah, yeah, in our adult lives. Brittany and I have realized that we left UNCSA and we were like friends. I think we saw each other in New York once. Yeah. And then I realized I see like pictures of you with all of my friends from Bush Gardens. <laughs> that year that I was there, I was with Lauren. I was with Kelsey and Eric Nogaibol. Yeah. I was I also met uh Matt Marbury. They're all performers church. down here in Orlando. Yeah. Which yeah. is just so cool. They came from Virginia, they went to Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Are you still performing at Bush Gardens? So funny enough, comes full circle. I got offered a contract for this summer for Bush Gardens. And it was actually a singer track. It was um, a lead vocalist track. So truly trying to balance out that triple threat. But I ended up turning it down because I was supposed to be in a wedding. Mm. And then the world exploded. Ah. <laughs> so truly, it was funny how that all came to be. But the door is still open. It'll be interesting to see. I would love to work with them again. Did that show end up opening? It did not. I think that they did their final dress rehearsal. And then they canceled everything. Mm. Yeah. Which was rough. Okay. So let's get back to your path going to college. So you ended up at William and Mary in Virginia because it was high academic. So how did you go from pre-med switching to this dance track? I was pre-med and I actually also had joined the modern dance company there. William and Mary at the at this time only has a dance minor, which you can do, or you can just join their company. It's called a lot of colleges around the country have an orchestras, which is like the name of the dance company. Okay. So they had that. I joined that, started pre-med, and just realized that I don't want to I didn't want to spend another couple years at med school immediately after my undergrad. It just, I wasn't ready for that. I wanted to get out in the world and I wanted to just get life experience. And when you get on that pre-med track, you're riding that train until you get your doctorate and Mm -hmm. then you become a doctor. So I started saying, okay, what about pre-physical therapy? This is another option. It involves a three-year doctorate program instead of what could possibly end up being seven years with medical school and residency and everything. Right. So I started that and it was a pretty easy switch because they're both sciences mm-hmm. and I ended up getting a kinesiology degree with PT. And so I switched to kinesiology. Kinesiology is truly the study of the body and how it moves. And when I heard that, it clicked. I was like, I can be such a better dancer if I can understand why my body wants to do two pirouettes and not three or why my flexibility is stuck at a certain plateau. What is physiologically going on? And then I just started seeing my dance grow. And with this pre-physical therapy track, I had to do an internship. So 19-year-old Megan started emailing people during my sophomore year of college. And I basically designed my own internship the summer after my sophomore year. I moved to New York having a Facebook message, someone saying, hi, I'm interested in what you do. Can we be friends? Can you help me out? Basically. (laughs) And she helped me design an entire summer um, of internships. My mentor, her name's Marissa. She is a wonderful physical therapist. She was on the road with Wicked as their physical therapist for quite a while. And then at the time she was just doing basically she was seeing kind of everybody 
for physical therapy. She still had some dancers and stuff, but she saw everybody. So I interned with her some, as well as I contacted all of the other physical therapies companies that represent Broadway shows. So when a Broadway show opens, the physical therapy companies will come and they'll be invited to watch the show. They'll look at the physical demands of the show and they'll say, hey, I think my company could help represent your dancers. Hmm. If they do, then they form a contract basically with the physical therapist and the physical therapist will come to the theater about two times a week and they'll do maintenance work on the dancers. Hmm. And then if there's a lead or somebody that has a really physically demanding role, they'll schedule outside appointments. Okay. So for instance, I was with a physical therapy company when Kiki Boots was going on and Billy Porter would come in on his two show days to get physical therapy before he'd go and do two shows. <laughs> and then he get maintenance work because of theater as well. So I was just fascinated by seeing this world where, okay, these people are helping these performers just be a better version of themselves oh, yeah. through medicine, through kinesiology and all this stuff. And I loved it. But I decided that at 19, I wanted to be that person right now performing. I basically went back, started my junior year, had started that physical therapy, pre-physical therapy kinesiology track, which was great. So I was taking the right classes. But I also said, William and Mary has a dance minor, a theater major that's really focused on academics of theater. So studying theater, researching theater, dramaturgy, but not necessarily doing theater. Okay. But I said, let me self-design. So William and Mary let me do something called um, an interdisciplinary major which basically means that I took, I looked at the class load that they had and I said, I want to pick these different things and I want to make a major. And I made one called Integration of Dance, Music, and Theater Performance. Okay. uh, Which is a Bachelor of the Arts. And I had to basically argue before a board and say, this is why I want to do this. This is why I don't want to transfer because I I could have always transferred to another college. I said, no, I want to do this. I I know that it's a harder route, but I want to see what's possible. Absolutely. So. I self-designed it and I, I, I made a very drastic, very un-Megan-like decision at the time and <laughs> came back from my junior year and quit the modern company, said, I'm going to do what I want to do and I'm doing it the way that I want to do it, <laughs> which all was right. just really hard to do in the moment because you're getting all these teachers saying, work from the academic world. We've done this. This is how it's done. And I said, no. So I truly, I started taking more jazz classes, still taking the ballet I contacted dance studios outside of William and Mary and said, Hey, can I work in your office a couple hours a week just so that I can take more tap classes? So I can take more jazz classes. I can just completely immerse myself in it. And in the middle of that, Bush Gardens Williamsburg called October of my junior year of college. I think it was on fall break at the time. And I had forgotten that I had sent them a video. Hmm. Did not know what a dance reel was at the time. Yeah. <laughs> in the face, did not know. I sent them, no joke, a 10-minute long dance <gasps> scholarship video. Wow. Just, if, as you learn about dance reels, don't make it 10 minutes long. Yeah, guys, in case you don't know yet, 10 minutes is don't a little it. bit long. They always say like, the first 30 seconds is really what they might watch, and then maybe a full minute. They said, we're hiring for Christmas Town. We need dancers that can do all different styles. And I was like... Sure, I can do it. Could so you I sing at that time? Did not. I just was applying for a dance track. Okay. But my scholarship reel had me doing point, jazz. I expressed partnering abilities, although I didn't show it on the video. And guys, um, Megan, you're like 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, 
Oh, I am 5'10". Yeah, okay. Get the phone call, no joke, from Bush Gardens. And they said, we're, we're looking at you for a dance position with Christmas Town. We're in need of a swing. We need you to be able to do partnering, point, contemporary, jazz, and a lot of musical theater. You got to dance in heels. Okay. I said, I can do that. Very eager. <laughs> I can do all of those things. They said, okay, we got to talk to people and then we're going to call you back. And I was like, were you calling back in like a week? Something like that. They said, yeah, we'll probably call you back in a week. I hung up the phone, of course, excited. Told my mom because she was happy to be there at the time. They called me back again. And they said, okay, we want to offer you the dance swing position. Yeah. And the first thing that came out of my mouth was, I'm a full-time student. You know that, right? <gasps> and they were like, yes, we are aware. At the time, I was taking 20 credit hours. Yes. Max credit hours you should take in college is 18. I don't recommend it, but I had overloaded my schedule because I had just changed my major. And I said, can you work with that? And they said, we need you. Yes. And then I said, I'm also 5'11". You do know that, right? Like, Ah. I can partner with guys that are shorter, but I am 5'11". They're like, we are also aware of that. Yes. So they truly, now looking back, there was some management things that were happening within Bush Gardens that I was not aware of. And I was the right fit at the right time. Truly. Of course. And that's just how it happened and how it happens with most jobs. It's all about that timing, right place at the right time. Going to school full time, doing that as much as I could. And I was in rehearsals. I forget the day I leave a chemistry lab and I have three voicemails from my stage manager that says, hey, Megan, I know that you're coming in at this time. If you can come earlier, that'd be great. We have a dancer that's injured. And I was like, get in my car, gotta go to rehearsal because it was just a crazy two, two and a half weeks of rehearsals. And then we were five shows a day. And I learned trial by fire. I look back now and I could have, I could not have asked for a better first professional performing job mm-hmm. because I just, I learned from everybody around me. I was like, why are you all trying to film your clips from the shows? And they were like, oh, cause we have to make dance reels. And I was like, what's a dance reel? And then I learned that's how a lot of us got hired. And that's what I sent a 10 minute version of. I was learning from these people. I was learning what New York auditions were like. I was learning who to take class with. And so as much as I was loving what I was getting from academia at William & Mary, I learned so much about the professional world from getting that while still being in school. Yeah. And being surrounded by other performers already living that life 100%. Exactly. And who were like... Who had, some of them had graduated from college. Some of mm-hmm. them decided college was not their path. No one else was from William and Mary. So I was just learning so much from people that I would not have met otherwise. And I was so grateful for it. And those were the friends that I could call, okay, over spring break, I want to come to New York and I want to just experience an audition. What do I do? Who do <laughs> I contact? Where do I stay? They were some of the people that were like, sleep on my couch. Yeah, Yeah. it's really fun. And it was just so wonderful. And then for my last two years of college, because I did graduate in four years, my diploma is on the wall. I did finish. Yes! (laughs) But the next two years, I just, I looked at theaters that were within an hour radius of William Mary, and I said, can I make this work? And so I think by the time I graduated college, I had about five professional musical theater credits. That's great. um, Which was amazing. I I questioned myself a lot. What if I went to somewhere like Belmont in Nashville? Or what if I had gone to Oklahoma City? That's right. Um, Or what if... Oh, yeah. And I was like, would I be a better dancer? Would I be a better performer? But I I wouldn't be the same person. Absolutely. So as 
As much as I, I question that, I'm so grateful for the experience and how it just truly taught me to push through and figure your own path. And then yeah. the great thing was that I had so many professional credits when I left. So I was really a, a step ahead in that I had a swing position, which is something that a lot of people strive for years and it mm-hmm. fell in my lap first thing. Learn a lot from being a swing. Yes. If you ever get the opportunity to be a swing, even if it's even if it's you're building your resume and they're not going to pay you or they're not going to pay you as much, take it. The experience will be invaluable. And it's such a marketable skill as well. Okay. That's amazing. You're living in Richmond, Virginia. And a lot of people think I want to be a performer. I want to be a dancer. I have to live in New York or LA, but you've made it work in Richmond, right? Do you want to stay or do you see that you have to move out of Richmond in order to be this successful performer that you see in your eye? Yeah. So very interesting thing. I am married. Love my husband. We've been married for two years. I met him the summer after I graduated college. I told him if he had met me before that, I wouldn't have given him the time of day because I just did not have the time. (laughs) But I met him afterwards and he's very much based in Richmond. We joke that it took him walking down the aisle with me for us to be in the same location. And then it took a pandemic for us to live in the same place at the same time. Um, Because I've traveled a lot. So for most of our dating relationship, Richmond was a home base, but I was getting contracts in Colorado, in Maine, in different parts of Virginia. You name the location in Virginia, I've likely worked there. (laughs) Um, And I've lived in New York a lot of different times, but I always have had this motto of, I go to New York to leave New York. Yes, I would love that Broadway contract. I would love to be dancing with the Rockettes or something like that. But those things that are building your resume until you get that really great Broadway contract or national tour or whatever it may be are the things that will take you elsewhere. Yes. So I've lived in New York on and off quite a bit, but I've always been selling elsewhere. So the interesting thing was that my husband and I, when we got married October 2018, we had made this goal... January 2020, we're moving to New York City. We're selling all of our stuff. We're moving to New York City in January 2020. And then we saw it in March. (laughs) So (laughs) we're kind of glad we didn't do that. Not that New York is not a great place to live out a pandemic because I have friends doing it right now and my hand is off to them. So I said, I don't know if I want just New York. Mm -hmm. This past audition season, which for us, it's usually like January to April. I went to New York for a full month, I got a sublet, February, part of January, part of March, just to see, hey, let me do this on my own and then see, okay, Ben, are we going to move here? And I realized I can do audition season my own way. I can go do those big auditions if I need to stay longer or I can. But for right now, I really loved how Richmond's been the home base. I can have my car here, which mm-hmm. is really nice. It is. I and love that I about Orlando. Also- And then I can also drive to some of those regional auditions. So I've gotten only theater center is a place that I've worked, which is in the DC market Mm -hmm. with signature theater, arena theater, which are great theaters. And I got this contract only truly because I drove my car up from Virginia and I auditioned and they were like, yes, we want her rather than coming down from New York. So because I was able to do that, because I have my car and so on, it was just really an extra step ahead because you had a way of transportation. I did. Yeah. That's what your, that's what your step ahead was. Yeah. I had friends in the area too. So some of them were like, yeah, if you get this, 
you have a place to live too. So yeah. I was also able to house myself, which was a huge thing for them. Yeah. That's a huge thing in Florida as well. Exactly. Um, a lot of Florida. the regional theaters that are the best ones, they're able to house some actors, but you never really know how many until you get into it. So for instance, this theater at the time could only house two actors. Hmm. You're doing South Pacific. There's already only about five girls in the show. It's not <laughs> <the> girls. <laughs> yeah. So that was a great thing. And I got to work with amazing Broadway director, amazing Broadway choreographer. I got to dance captain the show. I learned so much. And it was because I wasn't from New York. So it, it's definitely really interesting. It's allowed me to also get a lot of EMC points. But I, I loved being able to be local to Richmond and get all these opportunities that I wouldn't have had necessarily maybe if I was in New York. Yeah, or it may be in a bigger pot of people. Exactly. And I've been so grateful. I've gotten to the end of some amazing auditions in New York, gun callbacks for national tours that really feel, it's interesting because those feel like career milestones, even though it's not something I can put on my resume. I, and so I have to continue reminding myself to, just like when you got that phone call from Bush Gardens when you were like 20 years old in college, it's all career milestones. And those are things that you have to celebrate as well. Not just, okay, great. I got this really awesome role and I can put on my resume. Because that's just one thing in the grand scheme of it all. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you mentioned that you've received a lot of work via video. And so I'm assuming you've learned a little bit more about video submissions since your 10-minute video. Yes. Oh, yes. So, can you elaborate on that? These jobs you've received from video, yeah. any do's and don'ts you have about these video submissions? What I've realized is the more you can keep your videos up to date, the better. I told my husband yesterday, one of my videos was suggested on his YouTube and I was like, I gotta update that. It's too old. When a video is like beyond three years, good time to update it. Mm -hmm. Even if you're adding in just one two little small things and it still has older clips, it's a good time to update because it's telling the audition panel, whoever's watching your video, oh, this wasn't a skittle that they had five years ago and they can't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that they know. I know certain directors that say, oh yeah, I always check the date. If the date's like 2017, 2016, I, I get a red flag and I wonder. But now the other thing about that is too, is whenever you can compile short little videos, do it. We are in the day and age of the smartphone. Gotta love it. Your iPhone camera is great. Make sure you film it horizontally. You're good to go. Yes. And what I'm done is show the best you. There are certain things. Oh man, I can't do eight turns. I just can't. But can I show them a clean double? Can I show them a clean triple? Can I show you good extension? What shows me off the best? And then get clip. So that a uh, great reel is showing a variety of things. So if you do point, throw in 10 seconds of point. If you do modern, throw in some good floor work. Whatever you do, if you do partnering, put the partnering in there. That is a huge thing. I, <laughs> when I was at Bush Gardens, funny enough, one of the guys in one of the shows was 5'5". Five five. Reminder, I'm 5'11". Also wearing three inch heels. So, and a swing. So working with all the partners. Yeah. So where are you with all the partners? And there was tons of shoulder sits. Me and the guy that was 5'5 five five could do the shoulder sit. Enough if he had that high. I know. But he had to be strong enough to get me up there too. I muscle. Like you had to get me up there. So most of the time they would do it. But, it. but if he was tired or if it was like the fifth show of the day, they'd be like, okay, let's do the safety track. No lifts because <laughs> Megan did for somebody that's 5'5. Five five. 
So it was always really funny to to hear that, but show them that you can do these skills. So for instance, my my dance reel currently is starts off headshot so that they know clearly who you are. And then I feel like I saw another dancer do it truly. So please don't think that this is just me. Is If you've got some really sweet dance photos, add them at the end. It's a really fun rapid fire way to show reminder, I can do all these different styles and I look great doing them. And then finish it off. Look how beautiful I am too. (laughs) Exactly. It's it's a thing of too is if you're doing if you're doing a musical or if you're if you get hired on a cruise ship or a theme park or anything like that, your audition sometimes is going to be harder than what you were asked to do. Yeah. I literally have seen shows that I've not been cast in and was like, they made it through triples in the audition. These girls are just standing. Um I was Callback earlier this year for Tuacon, big theater out in Utah. Yeah. Wonderful contract. I went in as a singer and got called back and then sang again and then got called back again to go to the dance call. And I get to the dance callback and literally, Brittany, the same thing happens. They're like, puente turn, puente turn, jump split. And I was looking around realizing I'm the only singer here. I was like, thankfully that I started my career as a dancer first and still in a lot of ways consider myself a dancer first, but I've continued to train in voice so that I can have that leg up. I can go in for those auditions feeling confident as well. Mm -hmm. But I was like, okay, you know what? Did not book that show also didn't happen, but that's okay. But Mm -hmm. I went, I'm proud of myself because I got here as a singer. If you can have it in the dance reel, you're having an amazing turn day. Throw that iPhone in the front of the dance studio. Yeah. Show them you can do it because you can. With two, three weeks of rehearsal, you absolutely can. Yeah. And in a previous episode, I was just talking with Don Maralt out of Las Vegas, and he was talking about as a dancer first. And then when you go in and you're able to be that singer first, and then you get called back again as a singer, and then you get to go back as the dancer, you walk in that room feeling like a million bucks. That sounds like you were in a strange situation. And you don't <laughs> usually go in like that as a singer. Throw you in with the dancers. Try no. to let fire. That, so. that was a little brutal, but luckily you are a dancer, so... I'm sure you were fabulous. So grateful for that summer at NCSA. Is there anything else, any last little piece of advice you think these students need to hear about? I'm 27 now. So I feel like I've had a lot of these really like full circle moments, especially in the past couple of years, just realizing what I thought was like the worst possible thing at the moment that Mm -hmm. I'm like crying on my bedroom floor about. Yeah. I've had those moments. I've had those moments there was a bigger picture that I just couldn't see because I was so right. stuck in the minutia of what was going on. William and Mary, where I went to college, they assign all of the freshmen a professor, basically. So you can talk with them, say, hey, this is what I'm thinking about studying, all of this stuff. The professor that I was assigned was the scenic design theater professor. I went into his office the first week of school, literally baby freshman, William and Mary, week one. And I said, I really like dance. I really like Broadway. I want to be a doctor. I don't really know how to make all that work, but I want to make it all work. He looked at me and he said, you should transfer. And I was crushed. I had already struggled with the decision of where to go to college. I had applied to 13 of them. I figured, I think I'm doing the right thing. And this professor told me to transfer. And that professor was in the room when I graduated with a Bachelor of the Sciences in Integration of Dance, Music, Theater, Performance, and a Bachelor of the Arts in Kinesiology, Pre-Physical Therapy. And it was just a moment in which I proved to myself I could do it when he told me I couldn't. 
and I did it my own way. And that was okay. And so many times I've questioned, if I'd gone there, would I be on Broadway? Or if I had done this thing, would I have reached these goals that I wanted? And I said, no, like all of these things happened the way that they should. The summer after I graduated from college, I had, I told you, I'd, I'd gotten a lot of these professional gigs already. I had five professional credits on my resume. I had my 12 EMC points in my backpack. I was ready to go. And I was not hired for anything that summer. I had gotten a couple offers and they just fell through. That was the summer that I met my husband because I weaseled my way into choreographing a show in Richmond yeah. that I happened to be in as well. And I met him. And everything happens for a reason, even when you can't see it in the moment and you're crushed by it. And that's constantly something I'm reminding myself. So if you're applying to colleges, if you're trying to find that professional gig, just keep persevering. Keep putting in the work day in, day out, and it will pay off because that's what it's all about. Yeah. Because your path is it's different than everyone else's and it doesn't have it to is. be the same. Exactly. And no matter how many people I asked, how'd you do it? I want to do it like you. How'd you do it? I had to do it my own way. And that's okay too. And I'm still figuring that out. There's a long road to go. Always. Yeah. Always. For anybody listening to this episode who wants to create the same type of path as you. Yeah. They're a liberal arts school, like William Mary is. Right. A lot of them have an interdisciplinary studies is what it's okay. usually called. And from there, you can self-design. So if you want to take aspects of a athletic training degree and combine that with a dance degree, they can work with you to do that. Right. And so that's just a matter of checking into your school. Because I don't think that there is a specific college that has... Like it, like the track that I self-designed, but I think it is possible at a lot of colleges. Yeah. Because with interdisciplinary studies, you can truly combine just about anything. If you can justify why you want to do it and you can basically tell a panel of people in that school, this is why I want to do it, you'll get it. So I know people that like did English and medieval literature, like that was an inter interdisciplinary study they did yeah, or something. Yeah, that makes sense. But for dance and for theater... Um, because a lot of academic schools, um, specifically the theater department is very um, separate from the dance department. Yes. So an interdisciplinary study is a great thing to look into if you want to combine those. Okay. And then do you know if anybody after you was able to latch on to the program you did and able to follow that creation of the pro program? Yeah. Honestly, no. Um, no idea. I, no idea. I was definitely the oddball in the theater department a little That's bit. That's cool. That's cool. Just because serious. I was the dancer. Mm -hmm. So I definitely left it there. Still have, I, I saw one of my dance professors actually a couple of weeks ago because I happened to be in, in Williamsburg passing through and I stopped in to see her and she said, you came in as such a strong dancer and we haven't had somebody that has come in like you that wanted to do theater. Sure. So they do definitely keep it in their mind though, because if they meet somebody that says, Hey, I'm interested in this. I'd like to do this. They'll definitely let them know because there was actually a performer at, that um, she was in Wicked for a couple years. Um, she was a usually a dancer first, but she went to a singing audition for Wicked and she booked a singer track and then also played the uh, Nessa track. If you know the show. Mm -hmm. And so I called her up. She's about 15 years older than me or so. Mm -hmm. And she did just a normal theater degree, but she was probably the kind of the closest to me since. So who knows? Maybe 10 years from now, there will be 
another person that wants to do a degree like mine, but I'm, I'm happy to help support them when they do. Megan, if someone needs some advice, where can they reach out to you? My website is the best thing. You can go on there and you can hit contact. It goes right to my email. It's www.meganmegantatum.com. And I would love to just help advise. I've had a path that has led me down different tracks truly because I've emailed people and been like, help, please. I, I want to do what you're doing. I'm interested in, I want to learn. A couple of years ago, I did Chorus Line and I emailed the girl who was in the revival production on Broadway that had the track. And I said, can I learn from you? And I called her up on the phone the next day and we had a lovely chat. And so it was just a matter of reaching out. You can learn so much and I'm happy to share whatever knowledge I have as I continue to learn and grow too. So I would love to reach out, hear from you guys. Feel free to do that. That's amazing. Thanks so much for sharing with us today, Megan. We really learned a lot of great information and saw an amazing new world of your dance career. Thank you so much, Brittany. I so appreciate it. All right, everyone. So what do you think? The thing that's really sticking with me is when Megan said it was her first week of college and she talked to her um, professor and she told him what she wanted to do and he his advice was to transfer. How heart crushing is that? I mean, it breaks my heart thinking about it. It breaks my heart thinking that one of you could go to school, tell them exactly what you want to do. And the week you are starting, you're motivated, you're excited for them to kind of crush your dreams and make you feel like you're not in the right place. And that I think is absolutely terrible. But the moral of the story is that you have to persevere and only you can create your success. No matter what the program is or what the program says, if you don't put in the work, if you don't come to class every day saying, I have to be better than I was yesterday, then it's not going to happen. To persevere, work hard, go to class, have a positive attitude, believe in your own success, and make it happen. We will see you in the next episode with the famous Don Meralt, who was in Star Trek on Broadway and now created a program in Las Vegas called TAPS. So keep dancing, keep dreaming, and keep reaching for the stars.